is back. Starving for attention is back. What does no cap mean? No cap? That's what the I'm kids, embarrassed. To you say don't know what it means? It's what no. the, the kids are saying. It means like no no lie. Like it means like to the to the max. Like ah, like, like to the to the like it's capped out. Like a salary cap. Sure. Uh, Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Leaking in the embarrassing question here. Uh, Starving for attention. Live from San Diego, California. In the playroom slash office slash kids new YouTube channel room. Uh, Quick little uh, word from our sponsor. Listen, full disclosure, Jasmine Blaze. Yeah. Our sponsor for this episode is a company I'm involved with. That's right. That's right. It's the Richard Blaze Barbecue Sauce. Barbecue distributed by and created with thresher sauce that's right it's a homegrown ad this week that's right homegrown ad you can get barbecue or other flavors as well at the thresher sauce website and you can use the code starving 20 for 20 percent off of all of your sauces starving and then two zero not spelled out word. that's right so starving, starving two zero two zero that'll pick you up 20 percent off uh in uh, order yeah get case. that uh barbecue uh coffee tamarind sauce flavor the second flavor is being developed right now getting ready to be dropped uh super excited about it i love the first flavor as well the first one was kansas city uh, yeah, we went through a case of that pretty quickly in this house oh we listen i mean we got friends we use I'm, I'm always happy when like a friend it's not not like a fan, but like just like a neighbor sends a picture of their kid eating like chicken nuggets or tater tots with it. Yeah, that makes me pretty happy. That means we're hitting some of the right flavor. You got the good profiles. market metrics coming. Yeah, I think so. Kid approval for sure. And I, like I don't like we have some other barbecue sauce because we've been obviously mm. like tasting other companies and other other brands and other labels. And man, some barbecue sauce is really sweet. Ah, uh, that's the problem. Too sweet. And, and yeah, I think. And ours are using coconut sugar. Barbecue sauce can be really sweet. There can be lots of corn syrup in it. None of that in the barbecue sauce line. This second one going to be a little bit more like a, uh, it's not a carrot. It's more of like a, te- it's more of like a universal Texas. I'll put it on anything. Um, although again, pure, pure like Texans a- are going to say we don't put sauce on it. But, you know, I think that's one of those things. People like sauce. It's like the al dente thing. Do you I really? Love sauce. What did I eat the other day? We didn't have any sauce and I ate it. And I- oh, that tuna. The tuna that we made. That tuna was delicious. Mm. I would have liked a little horseradish sauce or a little something with it. Yeah, you didn't like the anchovy uh, butter that was with it. You, I didn't think you put any on yours. I missed it. You're not a big fan of the compound butter, so I'm, I'm gonna throw. A, I'm not a big fan of anchovy paste. Fair enough. Well, I'm gonna throw the old. Gi- I got a giant tomahawk chop okay. that I'm going to glaze up in some barbecue sauce. Oh wow! Uh, if you can teach me how to use the drill, we are in a weird spot right now, everyone. We've talked about this how our relationship, Jasmine, sort of. I, I heard someone chose re- the line of the I traditional. Heard, well, I heard someone refer to this as like uh, pink jobs and blue jobs, and I and I think that's kind of sexist. Yeah, but it is how a lot of people look at things, and especially mm-hmm. in a you know cis hetero relationship where it's a man and a woman. Like you look at the jobs of like putting together furniture is your job, and cooking dinner is my job. And we definitely don't hold those roles up. Yeah, I have no uh, problem. So I, I guess you're yeah. you're telling me that I I take care of a lot of the pink jobs in the house. Uh, yeah, let's just, let's just say we, we do a good job of, of completing purple jobs. I, I think, like that. For yeah. us. Um, that being I said. Don't think, I don't think there's ever a moment where I'm like, that's your job because you're the man. Except when a rat runs across our patio. <laughs> Ooh. Keeping the, keeping, okay. So we have had, by the way, we write small little like loose scripts for this and we are way off script right now. 
We are way off script. We've had some we'll nature encounters lately. We'll get back. I've been grilling a lot. We've been doing a lot of our live shows. I blame which are... it 100% on that. It is. You know why? Because but it we... also could just be that we're around the house more and mm. around at night. No? A little bit of both because we've seen I'm trying critters. to give you a way out here. No, it's all, no it's, listen, this is real life. Uh, we've seen critters before, but we are cooking outside more. And we've had two really close, amazing raccoon encounters over the last couple weeks. I think weeks. we talked about the raccoon Probably. But, like, but we didn't not talk the last about one. the rat encounter, which to me, way worse. Why is it any different though? Honestly, what's the difference between rats and raccoons? Why oh, do I don't, rats connotate like dirty? Oh, I don't know. But don't also, this to think? me is a mouse because I've, I've been closer to the mouse. That's because you like, grew up in Long Island. And he's that adorable. That is a rat. That is out no, there. That because huge. we've seen rats running around uh, huge. the neighborhood. He did like a uh, triple lux jump off of our stone wall, grabbed onto one of our patio chairs, did like a triple flip down onto the ground. To get like, close to a citronella candle, which I don't know. Like, they're supposed to keep bugs away. They do not keep mice away. And he's done it twice in a row. And the first time uh, you yelled at me to get out there and get that rat. Well, let's set the stage because okay. we're all inside. We're waiting for the raccoon family, right? So this is, you know, like, again, like the stereotype or the, the bias. It sounds rats. like a joke, but it's not. We're literally on the other end of our window yeah. waiting for the raccoons to come out at 749 at night. Yeah, I put nanny cams up there now. Everybody's standing right by the French doors waiting for the raccoons to come. But who comes out first? It's not the raccoons. It's Ricky the Rat. Ricky the Rat. He comes out also pretty much at like 741. Okay. So like he intentionally comes out before the rat. Right. So And I see it. I see him doing this backflip, triple flip, you know, off the stone wall. Adorable. Doing all this stuff. Cute. And I just start yelling at you to go get it. And I think what I, I think I froze you up. You yelled at me so hard that like I, like I was like trying to get out of the door. I locked it instead of opening it up. <laughs> you, could, you just stood there. Like it really well, was like. Because you what do you want there. me to do? I wanted you to go outside and make noise and like chase it off so that maybe he wouldn't come back. Well, he hasn't, but I don't know if that works. And then that happened the next day and I did. I threw a shoe at him because you, you were like, throw a shoe. You're like Nolan Ryan off of the, I the fired. stoop. Yeah. I did fire it and we haven't seen him since. <laughs> well, then we went around and we beat the hedges with <sighs> a, a rake. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. We'll this see is if he really back. good. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be like, you know, semi celebrities of some sort. Well, this that, is really like. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> like, why an, is a raccoon an like cute and adorable and a oh, rat's it's not. not? I oh, think I they're don't both think, disgusting. I mean, yeah. I, listen, when a raccoon gets in your garbage, not so much fun. But they, there's a family of raccoons. I've learned so much about raccoons recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can segue into something now. Uh, yeah, we'll barbecue. Into our guest here. Barbecue really. sauce. It'll bring all the raccoons around. <laughs> Well, apparently, um, yeah. yeah. That's probably some of it. Um, but what is the segue? The segue is our guest today. Our, we're gonna our move. Guest. We're gonna move into you know more appetizing things. That uh, that's right. Our guest is the amazing producer uh, Rebecca Solinger from Rachel Ray, a dear friend who we haven't seen obviously in months. Yep. Uh, was Although we, you saw right before, yeah. right, right before. Literally, the the person, uh, the last crew I was with. Uh, before the pandemic struck, in a live studio. If we ever needed any contact tracing, is that what you're laying out? When I, I mean, to be honest with you, again, this was so early that we weren't, we didn't even really know how that was going to oh, yeah. work. But we I really- was clearly like, yeah, if I get sick in the next 10 days, then, you know, the people I have to call are Good Morning America and Rachel Ray. Right. Because that's where I was the yeah. last two days. Yeah. Um, she's now in Virginia. Uh, sort of uh, got out of New York like a lot of people who right. live in the city. Reasonably so. Uh, yeah. And, and, um, uh, I think what was really amazing about speaking with her is, you know, uh, the origins of Starving for Attention were to speak about, speak to people in the food television world. Yeah, like she, creators. And, right, right, creator. And she's totally. exactly that. 
Yes. Um, and I don't think we have talked a lot about <clears throat> what the pandemic, we've talked about what it does to restaurants, what it's done to cooks, what it's done for maybe our live work, et cetera. But we have not talked about what does it do to production crews, producers, right. food stylists? Well, I mean, I, I think unfortunately it leaks into all of it, right? Like it, it goes, uh, it's not just restaurants that are impacted. It's, it's people that work as food stylists. We don't even know. Like what is the future of that? You know, what is the future of, of I mean, obviously – you know, when you were on Good Morning America, maybe not the last time, but the time before that, the hosts come mm. over and they all eat the food. They, they, you know, it's like the probably the part they look forward to, a little breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm, a, you know, mm-hmm. a little snack. And now, I don't know, will that even happen yeah. anymore, you know? Well, it's, or at least for a while. Yeah, it is going to be uh, phasing, right, with everything, of course. Uh, and, um, you know, we're hearing now through some, some of the stuff that we're going to participate in soon and that some of our friends are is that the, as production comes back online not specifically for the Rachel Rachel I'm not talking about that but you're going to see these bubbles right and mm-hmm. whether it's the uh, NBA or professional sports leagues or uh, a movie production or the production of a uh, food television show casts and crews are going to be put into bubbles there's going to be really really intense protocol about getting testing um, so yeah we are entering that part of this uh world where it's going to be uh interesting but also you know knocking on wood or marble here that so many people are at least getting to get back to work if you will yeah well i hope yeah i mean that that is a good thing i think new york was cleared to open up shooting um on monday july 20th i believe um they were cleared to go ahead and start Mm -hmm. tv and movie production again which is a great sign um, and amazing and hopefully everything stays clear so that continues on I think um, in this interview with Rebecca I think she said that Rachel's, uh, Rachel Ray is going to come back online maybe in September which is amazing yeah which is pretty much right around pretty much just behind where they would normally they, start they just took like an extra two months yeah. <laughs> off right because they usually hiatus in the mm-hmm. summer so that's kind of a, a, a you know obviously not normal but close to normal yeah and we without spoiling it we get into you know what have been some of the changes obviously with so many people um you know, self-producing from home. Um, the point is, you know, there, it kind of goes both ways. Like everyone, I think that is in it, like is over it. <laughs> like, do, do you want to be doing things in your backyard all the time? No. But like, are you getting some sort of value from learning how to produce so much on your own? I, I am personally. Sure. Um, that being said, uh, you know, other TV people have been telling me, well, the good thing is no one seemingly is doing it great. On yeah. their own. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of early lessons, right, that happen right away, like whether mm-hmm. it's um, lighting or, uh, you know, the, the how you're holding the camera. We kind of talk a little bit about this in the podcast, but like, there's definitely lots of lessons learned early on. Yeah, 100%. So amazing to get uh, her perspective. Uh, and this is going to be an uh, – I've been trying to get her on the podcast for a really long time. One of the good things about the pandemic is that people that you've tried to get on the show for a while. True. Everybody has like, a hey, little, yeah, sure. I got everybody nothing has going a little on, extra time. A little, uh, it sounds good now. <laughs> well, I, you know what's funny? I, I was um, – I have a call coming up here in, a, in an hour, and um, it's just like a normal call. And like part of me was like, oh, I kind of wish it was on Zoom. Yeah, that's happening that's for me now. That's weird. I'm a matter of fact, embarrassingly, I told you that I was speaking while I was on mute on a call that I just took. Oh, yeah. So that was really embarrassing. That happens. Um, it ha- okay, it happens. Yeah. But I was also the only one that had video up. Ooh, it's some, that's it's super a, embarrassing. It's a platform. But I don't. I didn't mind it until yeah. like I, you know, that you can see that no one has video up, and I'm right. like, well, if I pull it down now, 
it's weird. So yeah, I just left weird. it up with like 10 people weird. on a I conference call. Bounced um, but I also have that weird thing where I don't realize I'm the only one on video like I did the other day. Right. So like I was drinking some uh, water out of your Florida Gators cup. And they yeah. were like, oh, Florida Gators cup. And I was like, oh, you guys can see me. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's good to I, keep track of that, I, I toggle guess. between like the energy of an 18-year-old, but more I'm in my late 60s sometimes, I feel like. Oh, like from on a technology standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. You just asked me what no cap was, babe. It's definitely. You know, kind of. Okay. I d- didn't know what it was, but do you know what that slaps means? Yeah. Like it hits. Like it's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No cap. That slaps. Right. So get used to seeing that on the social media pages for sure. You know what else is old school? What we're about to do. We're about to embark on the great American Southwestern road trip next week. That's right. We got a lot of work to get done before we get there. Sorry to fill you with stress Apparently. live on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but we're heading from California through Utah, parts of Arizona, into Colorado. Yep. We're going to see some national parks, some amazing little places. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to hang gonna, out and bike and, and fish. And we're going to wear masks and bring Lysol and wear gloves. You so. have so much Lysol uh, packed up. I so many luck- I got lucky at Costco. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, this is where I want people to weigh in, although you rarely do, listeners, uh, when we ask uh, polling, but I'll put up a story. I want to buy a tiny little portable grill to take on a road trip. We're talking about eight hour stints of driving through majestic wilderness, national parks, etc. I want to buy a $50 grill, like a little, you know, sort of hibachi grill so that we can eat some hot dogs on sticks, get some epic social media um uh, picks, but more importantly, spend some high quality time by a gurgling river eating hot dogs. Jasmine is not down. You lie because it's only for the social media picks. That is not true. It's I like hot dogs true. on sticks, and but you it's only also... an eight-hour drive. Why would we pull over and cook well, hot one, dogs by the side one, of a river? Because you have sort of said we're not going to be, you know, eating out a lot. We're not going to be running into a lot of stores. We're going to try and stay socially distanced right. from, from most of the ride. Okay. So at some point, someone's going to be then hungry. What do you do when the grill is done and it's like smoking hot and smoky? You put you it back in the car. You distinguish the coals in a, in a proper way. It's also way. super high fire um, risk right now in all of the states that we're going to, and I don't think well, it's responsible. First, first of all, I am a chef and an experienced person in the wilderness. Well, when we see you on CNN as the reason that well, the wildfires started. Uh, also, it, these are small, small grills. You're talking about... You know like a cigarette butt can start a wildfire. Yeah, I understand. I'll... I've seen plenty of Smokey the Bear stuff, and I'm also a responsible human being and, and chef and someone who uh, respects the wilderness. I, I, we're not going to go march out into the middle of someplace uh, and leave a campfire going. Yeah. Who do you think we are? Anyway, what do you think, guys? Should we get a little portable grill to take with us, or should we not? It seems like you've already voted. No. All right. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. My ego's taking a couple shots during this open. Jasmine Blaze, anything you want to leave us with? No, except that when I was just talking about the food stylist and like Good Morning America and not having like food laid out anymore, I'm I'm a little worried about hotel continental breakfasts. Yes. <laughs> Can I just bring up that I'm a little like RIP about them and I really hope that they're not um, RIP. Mm, yeah, uh, I, they're they're out of the game for a while. You're a fan of the buffet. No one would have guessed, it. by the way. No I one would have guessed that. I love a little continental like buffet. Love it. Yeah, and then you. I mean, I agreed, agreed. Um, I think they're gonna come back. Little, Not for now. Tray of cheese and fruit. It's delicious. Anyways. Well, listen. You know what is gonna come back? Uh, our guest right, right now. Here she is, Rebecca Solinger. That's it. Enough about me, Rebecca Solinger. It's I like this is a this is like a reunion that I've needed for so long in the last couple months. I know I miss you. 
Same, same. Uh, also, compliments on the people can't see us, but your Wi-Fi is extraordinary. Oh, good. <laughs> I will give the compliments to my parents. <laughs> no worries. Have you had to deal with any of that sort of like the Wi-Fi has to be at a certain level for your work during the pandemic? I personally have not. Um, everything has been okay for me. Um, I, you know, I haven't been working that much during the pandemic. Um, so, you know, the with the episodes that we did shoot with Rachel at home, um, you know, it was a couple staffers on Zoom all recording the Zooms and everything, but so far, so good for me. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So you, you haven't had to go through any of that. And again, we, I think, recorded one episode for you from our yeah. house. And like, I think everyone whose talent, so to speak, have to go through this moment where it's like the Wi-Fi has to be at a certain level. And now we all have to shoot on landscape. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's had, a big switch. We definitely had a couple things where we were like, okay, um, your Wi-Fi isn't good enough. Let, okay. Uh, are you on a computer or a phone? Switch it up. Try it this yeah. way. Hold the phone steady. Don't move when you talk. Like that kind of stuff. But you know, it all went well. I have to say your video was one of the most beautifully shot. You were one of our first people to employ multiple camera angles. <laughs> so that was really, really lovely. Nice. We, we, we were bored, probably, and yeah. just felt like we should just use multiple cameras. That sounds well, good. We appreciate it. We've, we've also been, um, speaking about Wi-Fi issues, we've also been like yelling at the kids to get off their iPads while we're on Zooms and recording. It has been madness. Like even right before you jumped on, there's a vacuum downstairs, there's a dog running around outside. We have a deck that's under construction. Oh, this this house was not made for, for working in, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's very open, which is great, but it's like you have to go shut yourself in a closet basically to, to be alone or to have quiet. Right. I want to get back real quick because I'm because I'm learning from you, Rebecca, so much every time I'm with you. But like you just <laughs> mentioned, like um, you said that we shot something that looked really nice. Thank you so much. That's all because of Jasmine Blaze. She's now has to be a camera op, the caps. A producer yes. sometimes. Uh, Audio think, engineer. Don't forget. Yeah. Audio, like editing, all everything, right? We're wearing so many different hats. If you are talk, if you were talking like you are right now to us, like people who are shooting at home, what what are some of the most common mistakes that you see them yeah. make? Um, definitely lighting. People will uh, think that they need to like. I don't know how you guys can't see this, but Richard's sitting in front of a window, but it looks beautiful. But a lot of times, people will be in front of a window thinking that it's going to bring in light and make them look good, but then it's just so blown out behind them and they are super dark um, as like a shadow in the window. So that right. is a big mistake people make. Shooting horizontally is a big one. We we always feel like we are being annoying because we'll be like, now remember, shoot horizontally. That means the phone is sideways, which <laughs> seems so silly and so obvious, but it's just not how you normally hold your phone and it's not how you do it for social media but it is how we do it for television. So that that's a big one. Um, and then just remembering like to not have your TV on in the background or music on in the background because we can't use that. Right. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all great notes. The lighting one is a challenge. Again, I, I know enough to like, it's pretty gray here and this backdrop doesn't blow out in the morning time, but I can't yeah. sit here in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but we've had have trouble. You yeah, Have you guys ahead. used the, um, I saw someone, I told Richard this and he didn't believe me, but I saw someone that referred to holding your phone, um, 
horizontally as hamburger style. Have you ever yeah, heard that? Good. I was like, you're eating a hamburger, <laughs> I guess. That's what it is. And I'm like, is the other one hot dog style? Yeah. Like, I don't understand I what's really happening. that from now on. But like hamburger style. And then like when I held my hands like that, I was like, oh my gosh. Hamburger. <laughs> I get it. I so, was yeah. going to say that that, that that sounds like a Rachel sort of thing. Yeah. I know. That's, yeah, see? I'm going to I'm gonna adopt that now. That's, that's a good tip. Exactly. Now, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, you also created your own amazing show that's won awards and all sorts of things, right? <laughs> well, we were nominated. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is called Broadway Sandwich, and I created it with uh, one of my best friends from high school, Garen Scribner, and it is on a network called All Arts. Uh, they have an app on Apple TV and Roku and all of that. And if you're in the New York tri-state area, you can get it on your television. Um, and it's basically a show that follows Broadway stars with uh, in the time sandwiched between their matinee and evening performances to see what do they do? What do they eat? Where do they go? And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We were really sad that we uh, didn't get to do it this summer because obviously Broadway isn't happening. Um, mm. But hopefully we'll be back at some point but yeah it's uh we were supposed to shoot season three um and we'll see we'll see what happens but it's a lot of fun yeah a lot of people probably don't know that a show um like rachel's or like these talk shows like you go on what's called a hiatus yes and it's almost like a traditional teacher's schedule if yeah you know, i basically time. my my whole life i have always kind of been on a school schedule because <laughs> We don't shoot in the summer. We are off from like basically May to the end of July. And uh, so I just wanted to do something else and had this idea. And one of my best high school friends was starring in a Broadway show and <laughs> we had this idea. So we were like, let's make it happen. That's awesome. Are people pretty like welcoming? Uh, the actors yeah. pretty welcoming with, you know, come on, come along? Yeah, it's been awesome. We've been really, really lucky. Like these people are so busy and they yeah. have such a little amount of time. And so for them to give us that time has been really cool. And, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for them, but it's, you know, it's a lot to take their, these people have, you know, three hours between shows. It's their only break in a day and, and they give it to us. And right. it's really cool though. And and I I'm bet. a little bit of a theater nerd. And so for me to get to be on these stages and backstage, I just stand there trying to keep my cool the whole time and trying not to look like a total dork. But inside I'm like, oh my God, I'm on a Broadway stage. Yeah, isn't that what makes a show great though? When the people behind the camera are fans of like the subject? I like to think so. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, what was the, if, by the way, if I was, uh, if that was me, like my sandwich time, so to speak, yeah. it would just be a time lapse of me taking a nap for three hours. A lot of them, when I first have my initial pre-interview with them, that is what they say, <laughs> they take naps. Um, so I'm always like, well, on a day that you're not taking a nap, is there yeah. an errand that you would need to run? Is there, yeah. you know, a, Something a you lesson that you need to have? Any Anything else that you could do? Without yeah. spoiling an individual episode, what, what were some of the more interesting things that happened between those shows? Um, we have done everything from a haircut, running errands, like, you know, one, one girl, the girl that, play, that was playing Elphaba in Wicked, has a very short amount of time because she has to get out of her green makeup mm -hmm. and then get back into the green makeup. 
So with her, all we really had time for, she needed to take a pair of shoes to get repaired to a cobbler. So we did that. So amazing. Yeah. I, I know. Is there any time, I mean, just not to ask about that specific moment, but has she ever just stayed in makeup for the three hours? You know, I asked her that and she said that she never does that, which was very surprising to me. That's a lot of green makeup. Yeah, but a few people, a few people did say that they do and they'll go out with their like eyelashes and their stage makeup and everything. <laughs> Um, but a lot of them, I was really surprised how many of them actually do get out of the full makeup and then get back into it. Now, speaking it's of, like a routine. Uh, yeah, yeah, speaking of getting out, it seems like so many people like got out of New York right as yeah. this pandemic mm -hmm. was, was starting so many of our friends. Um, yeah. and New York is uh, like, things are fixing themselves. It seems. Yeah. I, this is the longest I've ever not been in New York since, uh, Let's see, it's been almost 17 years that I've lived in New York. September, I think, will be 17 years, and I've never been gone this long, but I, I live alone, and, you know, it's, it was, I was in my studio apartment for three weeks, and it, you know, I'm a little bit of a, of a, of a, you know, nervous Nelly with this pandemic, and I wasn't going out, I wasn't leaving, I was, you know, scared to go in my elevator. So yeah. after three weeks, uh, my my parents were like, yeah, you're gonna need to, to come home. So my dad actually drove up from Virginia and picked me up oh. and, and I hopped in the car and we drove back. So nice. yeah, it's been nice to have space. Yeah, I've offered to do that with my mother-in-law, drive to Florida to get her back to California. And then yesterday she kind of was like, do you know how long that trip is? And she was trying to be kind about it, but I could tell that she was basically saying, I don't want to be with you that long in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, when Well, that's good. We're glad you got out. Yeah. It seems like that was probably the best yeah. um, mode of it for anybody that could, you know, yeah. just to leave. And it seems like New York is at least like, I, I read that their um, TV and movie production is back up next week or yeah. no, this week, this week, right? I was the first so. official time they could start. So that seems good. Yeah, promising. And we're really hopeful. You know, we are uh, gearing up. We're supposed to start shooting season 15 of Rachel wow. in Amazing. September. And in September. so, cool. you know, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but hopefully we'll be able to, you know, be in our studio and, and have some guests. Yeah, yeah well, I, I am, um, you know, again, it was only four months ago, but my last few days pre-pandemic were with you on yeah. set and you know on uh, good morning america another set but i was right in that zone where i saw you know two massive productions go from studio guests to no studio guests yeah you mean, you mean the audience or audience guests yeah sorry yeah. Yeah, audience oh, wow. guests like it was looking back on it now it was super like weird right i mean yeah we shot your last episode your last rachel segment with no with just you know some staffers in the audience and it it's very different to shoot it that way. So, you know, I think that that will probably have to be the way we do it for a while, but mm. you know, we'll, we'll make it work. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have, you know, guests and experts and that kind of thing in the studio, but if not, then we'll, you know, we'll make it work over zoom and that kind of thing again. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. And also I feel like just because we've known each other for so well, you're, that's your way of saying, don't ask me to come on set for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if we can have you, if we're allowed, you know we want to. He's been looking yeah. to get on a plane for about the last six or seven weeks. I was going to say, I don't live yeah. in New York, but I miss New York. I'm, I mean, of course, we This we has got to be the longest time you've been at home in years. Uh, yeah, probably a decade. I mean, we've been talking about this. Like, he's 
you know, for, for my general life, like my, you know, Monday through Sunday life, it's different obviously. And with the kids being out of school and stuff like that, that's different, but a lot of it's the same, you know, a lot of it's kind of whatever. Um, but for him, I feel like his whole world was like, just tossed up in the air and <laughs> landed in our house. Yeah. yeah. For, <laughs> for everyone. But it has been, you know, of course, yes. going back to like the, 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 the audience part of it, like everything that we're doing is at, at home and you can't see the people that you're performing for. So we're lucky enough to be doing a lot of live work for like corporate events, but it's a uh, 500 people that I can't see and wow. I can't, I can't get their reaction. And even on set at like Rachel, you're looking for the smile from someone who's sitting in the first row yeah. to, to validate your performance. So it's such a different. Yeah, absolutely. Performance. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if, um, if the team at Rachel or if, if Rachel, when she's filming at home is, is anything like we're filming at home, but like everything's breaking. <laughs> like our, our kitchen was not made for a professional kitchen or, you know, like this, yeah. the, the lifespan of all the things in your house, like don't last like they do in a restaurant. Oh, right? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every, everything is, is going through its own life, shorter lifespan right now, yeah. for sure. It's um, been interesting to see how much people have liked the shows that were done at home. Um, I think people are really enjoying kind of getting this intimate look at, you know, Rachel and all of these other celebrities that they, you know, really love. And, and Rachel has always had that sort of girl next door kind of feeling. And now with people seeing her, you know, at home and just her sweatpants, like everyone else, I think yeah. people have, you know, have either been reminded or we found new viewers who are like, oh my God, she's, you know, she's the girl next door. She's oh, my friend, Rach, you know, and, and nice. that totally. has worked really well for us, luckily. My favorite part of the few segments I, I, that I've watched as a viewer of, of Rach at home is just how things that happen on set, like you can't even think, like uh, greeking products as an yeah. example. Just like uh, Rachel's whole kitchen has just got, you know, it's like, we don't have time. No yeah. one's got time in, in, in the house to put tape over all of these labels. Yeah. Um, so I, that's been kind of a this fun life. That, like there's, there's an understanding involved. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Have you, have you seen any, um, from your perspective, any fatigue of the viewer from the at home, the, the lighting's not great. I want to see Jimmy Fallon, not in his basement, et cetera. I personally feel that sometimes, but, you know, based on the comments that people are posting on social media, our viewers really seem to love her at home. And they, for the most part, really, really are enjoying that. Um, almost to the point where I was like, hmm, are, are we going to go back to the studio? <laughs> Do people not like us as much? But, you know, I think it's just been a fun change for people. Um, we were only airing two of those at-home episodes a week um, just because, you know, we were working on something brand new that we had never done before. Um, so I don't know if it was every single day. Would people get tired of it? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see and hopefully we'll, we'll be back in the studio. Yeah. What was, that, what was that war room moment where you all had to come together with your crew and say, hey, no, we have to pivot really hard and, and shoot these things now differently. You know, for a few, uh, for I guess probably a couple weeks um, at the very beginning, we were still hopeful that we would get back in the studio. And we, it, it kind of just happened step by step. At first we were like, you know, maybe we'll be able to be back in the studio, but probably 
we won't be able to have as many people um, come in. So we started with, hey, let's get some of our experts that we love to make videos. So, you know, I called you and said, hey, make me a video of what you're cooking in your house. Um, so we started with all of those thinking that, you know, even if it was going to have to be Rachel alone in the studio, at least we would still have those other elements to put into the show. Um, and then I think, you know, by the time it was clear that we were not going to be back in the studio, then I think they, you know, um, our executive producers and Rachel kind of decided, hey, let's give this a try. And luckily it worked. I was, I'm just, I'm like, I have this scene where there's just so many, and I know that I know a lot of people obviously mm -hmm. involved with the production, but like everyone's there with their lattes and their black turtlenecks. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was all us doing this all from home. We were all Zooming and, yeah. you know, everyone, we spent half the time on Zoom saying, oh, wait, look at your house. Oh my gosh, this is fun. We never see each other's houses. We had I think we, we, we actually talked about that in the last podcast of, of like this like new like empathy, like corporate empathy that's happening, right? Because you see people's homes and their kids and like yeah. how they live and like you just start to appreciate a little bit more, right, of, of their lives. It's really kind of cool I yeah think. i agree yeah i've seen it um change a little bit where in the beginning it was like someone with their baby on their lap during the zoom or yeah. just like, you know or just walking around their house i was i was on a zoom once with a lady that had her cat right in front of the, the <laughs> camera and she was just petting the cat <laughs> over and i'm like that got old quickly yeah that seems like a super villain in a movie yeah it was like a, well, a big Zoom, it was like 50 people on the Zoom. So I feel like she probably didn't really think anyone was looking at her, but I just yeah. watched her the whole time. Yeah, well, there is, we were talking about, there's this voyeurism aspect of it, right? Where you can just watch someone's screen, even if they're not talking, which you could never do in a real meeting because it would just well, be creepy. And I think that's what people like about uh, about Rachel at home is is you do get this little like window, right? Yeah. Into her life and her husband's on there a bunch. And like, yeah. it's just, it's cool. And I'm sure like mega fans are just loving it. Like, Oh my gosh. Inside so book. many questions about, hey, I saw in the corner on the screen, there's a figurine of a squirrel or totally. <laughs> I mean, people are screenshotting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what that some of that. This is the next, next question I was going to ask. But like some of the things that I'm learning is just that, that people are not even look like they don't even want to look at the content of what's being done with the recipe. But the thing over your shoulder. Right. For brands, worried about that for brands thing. specifically, yeah. brands would do better if they just put a little thing over your shoulder, and never mention the brand. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, so I'm learning that. Do you see anything um, on a positive note, like things that are happening in these style of productions or um, like we're saying, like, will we even go back to the studio because maybe we don't need it or a business that's thinking we'll just do meetings via Zoom because it's easier. What are some positive? I think that, you know, as far as with, with TV, I think, you know, for daytime TV especially, I think there's probably more people watching than, you know, who, who never watched before because they weren't home during the day. Um, so that's, you know, great. And, and it's great to reach new viewers. And, um, you know, I think that level of intimacy is really nice. And I think sort of that, um, that we're seeing like, oh, wait, these are all actually real people who also do their own hair and makeup and it might not be perfect and all of that. And, you know, and I think it is fun to kind of get a little bit more personal of a look inside these people's lives, you know, and, and for some people, I think working from home is great. And it's really cool that now I think a lot of companies are probably going to let people work from home more now. I personally hate working from home. Um, I like 
the structure of that, you know, when I, when I go to work, I'm at work. And then when I go home, it's, I'm not at work. And this is my like nice space that is, you know, relaxing. And, you know, I think people are saying, you know, are you working from home or are you, you know, living at work? And I think that for me, I definitely like working in an office. Mm. I, I don't think you're alone with that. I mean, even if it's not like for you, it might be just walking a couple blocks in New York City, but it's, it's also just having like the, the, the defined borders. Right. Even if you are working from home, and this is something I'm struggling with. It's like we're, we're filming outside on the grill. That's like my little cooking area. This is my broadcast spot. Jasmine's in a room where she does her work. And it's, it's, it's hard to define, obviously, with a family running around. Uh, but and especially like, for you, though, do you feel at all like this is like an intrusion and like an invasion of your privacy? Like this was your this was your home. This like you go out and you're on TV, but this is like your private space. Is, has that been hard or? Mm, I love. Listen, you're so, you're like flip the script. You're doing, you're, doing, <laughs> you're so talented. Um, <laughs> I think I think the the hardest part is just the things that you were kind of mentioning about, like the newscasters is like the. Like you, it's not that we've ever tried to portray ourselves as perfect because everyone knows that that's not true, but like the, maybe the kitchen space isn't as perfectly lit as we'd like it, or the countertop isn't really the color that we want it to be because we bought the house and it existed. Right. Uh, the outside grill area, you know, like, you know, luckily it's, to me, it's just good enough. A lot of people think it's really good looking. Yeah. I was going to uh, say it's beautiful. <laughs> but to me though, it's, and maybe it's more of a chef thing. It doesn't have a pizza oven. It's not yeah. fully prepared to be. Well, I and I think what you're saying is like, um, I don't think Richard ever looked at our home in this way of yeah. needing it to be this, you know, needing it to be these certain things or fit these boxes. And so now that it's like, okay, how can we make this look like a set or make that, you know, it, it's just been a little bit of, kind of getting used to that and, and tweaking what we can tweak to, to make it close. Yeah. yeah. You know? So uh, that being said, like I said, there's a deck being remodeled right behind the window here. Yeah. The, uh, two, uh, two new tables and a new grill arrived. Like we're, we're understanding that we're probably in this world for the rest of the year, at least. And like we have to. Plus I think Richard's a little spoiled and, and sometimes he's like, I'm the talent. I'm the talent. I have to go and I have to clean the kitchen after I'm done. Like there's a lot more jobs that he's taking on as Absolutely. well, right? That, like doing his own prep work and, and, you know, cleaning and breaking down and taking out the garbage and all the yeah. things that Listen, he wouldn't normally do. I will say this, this. This is true. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot more being done. You're wearing many hats. Uh, I will say this, Jasmine, Rebecca yes. as a producer has never yelled at me in person. <laughs> Well, in she person. probably yells in about person, you. Yeah. Yeah. In person, yeah. Right. I know that there's been email chains that have had been frustrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, I can I can offline talk to Rebecca about <laughs> some of the best ways to manage you. That's a good question, Rebecca. How do you again, uh, without naming names or getting specific? Yeah. Of course, I look as a little. You can't see it, but a little bit of cringe right there. You're like, yeah. how do you deal with? Because your show has so the the array of talent. It's. Mm -hmm athletes, A-list celebrities, you know, chefs like me to like great YouTube personalities, whatever it is. How do you deal with this range of talent and their demands and teams, et cetera? You know, I've been really honestly very, very lucky and I haven't really had more than a handful of people in 14 years of being at the show who have been, you know, someone that I've had to think, okay, I've got to really figure out how to play this, how to, how to work this situation, because luckily everyone has been very nice. Um, it's, 
it's a lot of just, you know, I tell regular, you know, everyday people who are on the show, the same thing that I tell celebrities and, and experts. It's that our show is really casual and our show is a conversation and it's not, you know, this formal question and answer kind of situation. Um, and part of that is Rachel. She just has this thing where she just puts people at ease. You know, we've got people on our show. Our viewers are such a big part and they come and they're so nervous, understandably, that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sitting next to Rachel Ray. And they all come off set and they tell me, oh my gosh, I felt like I was just talking to my friend. That was so easy. And that is a skill that Rachel just has that, that you can't teach. And I don't know how she does it, but she is great at that. Um, as far as, you know, other, other experts and stuff, it's about figuring out how to get our viewers the information that is going to be the best information for them. And, um, you know, whether that is helping a fashion expert put something into terms that is, that are so simple, um, and so clear and straightforward, or whether that is me working on a medical segment where I don't understand it. So I have to, I feel like I annoy these doctors I work with because I ask a zillion questions to try to figure out, you know, the, the easiest way to explain it so that I personally understand it. And then by the time I understand it, I'm pretty confident that our viewers will also get it. You know, with, with you, I kind of just let you go out and do your thing because you know what you're doing. And there have been times where I've been like, okay, you have more time on this. You can take your time. And then there are times when I'm like, okay, this one, we want that fun, crazy energy. And, and you're always super responsive to that, which is so helpful. Um, and you know, it's just, luckily I've gotten to work with people on a regular enough basis that I know what their strengths are. And so I play to them like you, I, I put you through hell on our show because I give you these challenges that are impossible to do, but I know you can do it. And I know it always turns out really fun. So I, I keep throwing them at you because you do them really well. <laughs> yeah. The, the fact that I keep doing them is kind of amazing. I think Jasmine would probably, if, the, if you can unlock how to get me to do things I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a side conversation here that needs... That could yes. probably happen. Well, I think it also helps that when you know that when you do it, everyone in the studio is so excited. So you know yeah, there's that payoff. And it is fun and it's organic. I love the idea of trying to like do a segment that sort of builds upon itself and like yeah. your sort of your your segment. And I just want to take this moment like to say thank you to you, the whole team, but like to do, you know, dozens of episodes, you know, and you say, Oh, you just go out there and do what you do not really the case, certainly in the beginning. So like you, to establish that relationship where you're a team and I know that you have my back and you'll let yeah. me explore a little bit more of my craft or become more fun on camera, which I think I have a lot due to my work on Rachel Ratio. So thank you so much for oh, yeah. oh, uh, letting, me letting me practice my craft and not just be the guy who has to cook 20 dishes all the time or has to like blow something up with liquid nitrogen. Um, so like I've learned so much just being yeah, around it's, you. it's really fun to build these relationships with people. That is my favorite part of my job is these recurring guests who I get to know. I mean, I've, I've met your family. I, I, you know, I care about them <laughs> and it's fun to see someone grow and see someone get more comfortable on camera. And, um, you know, just to be able to make sure that like, you have everything you need to go out there and do a great job. It makes my job easy and it's, it's really, it's fun for me. 
Uh, I hope that people come back in the studio though, because one of my favorite ego moments like, is when I walk by the studio where people are queuing up to come in. And, <laughs> and the more I'm on the show, the more people recognize me from yeah. the show. And then like, I'll walk by and, you know, uh, someone's mom is just like, oh, it's Richard Blaze. <laughs> It's, it's like such a great feeling to like walk onto that set and have someone actually know, know who you are. It's fun to just walk on the set with a clipboard then, you know, seem like I'm official and, and have people, you know, excited. Like when we do these segments with Richard where, you know, you're over there on the set the entire time um, and you're cooking even if the camera isn't on you. And I will notice people in the audience who are focused on what you're doing. And you'll just like bust out, like chopping up a carrot super fast. And, you know, I'm over there like, oh, don't hurt yourself. But I'll hear someone in the audience go, whoa. And I know what they were looking at. And it's so much fun for me because I turn around and I'm like, yeah, did you see that? And it's, it's really fun. Yeah, I, and, and, and it's genuine from you too, because like I will do those things, whatever it is, again, chopping a carrot. And I'm like, you, that, you like that? Like, and I'm also like, it works because I'm like, oh, you like that? I can chop everything really fast. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you stick your hand in a hot skillet and that makes me very nervous, yeah, but. Yeah. There's also, legal I'm sure is always watching my, <laughs> pretty tight. All right, this is a tough question. Um, have you ever tasted something from a segment of the show uh, and hopefully not what mine, but that was just like disgusting. Like behind the scenes, you were like, oh, that was just not something I want to eat again. It probably was from one of my segments where I'm cooking 29, <laughs> five minutes. Actually, if it's from my segment, even better. Uh, what is the worst thing I've cooked for you? There's nothing that really sticks out. Um, I've learned some things that I don't love. Like I know, I just don't really like fennel. And so there have been times that I've eaten something and I'm like, oh, they use a lot of fennel in those. Um, the one thing I will say of yours, and you can edit this out, I no. did not love aquafaba. Oh, that, yeah. that is, yeah. That's the yeah. worst. That's yeah, like the one thing. Totally agreeable. Yeah, that's totally fine. Why not? Yeah. Oh, not you made some, he, he made some during the pandemic, actually, here. Oh, yeah? some and it, we had it and we were like, this is disgusting. Yeah, no, I, it's just not something I need in my life. But, no. um, but everything else, like it's, you know, it's normally a race to the craft services table because things will get put out there. And if you are not there, like right when it comes out, like, it's not happening. You're not. So food coming off the set, going to the craft services yes. table. Wow. Nice. Goes so, I mean, this will probably all change due to the pandemic, but pre pandemic. Yeah. Like there was a time, this was probably like 10 years ago. Um, the prep kitchen was like testing Thanksgiving recipes and they were making turkeys and an email went out and they were like, Hey, we just cooked two turkeys. They're out there. If you haven't had lunch, come on by. And I was like, okay, cool. There's two turkeys. Like, let me do some more work and then I'll go over there. It was probably like 15 minutes. And those turkeys were carcasses by the time I got over there. People coming from other buildings. Yeah. Running away with drumsticks. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the, the other thing that I would say was a great surprise in terms of taste um, was something that you made, Richard, that was not so aesthetically pleasing. It was not a beautiful dish, but it remains one of my favorite things that I've eaten. And it was the turkey terrine. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. knew you were going there because you've talked, yeah. we talked about it a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. And I guess you're right. Anything that sort of has to like slide out of a can that was yeah. 
days ago. Right. Uh, it was leftover turkey because it was a leftover Thanksgiving segment. It's smushed together mm. and it looks, you know, like cat food or something. Sure, but yeah. sure. my God, it tasted delicious. Yeah. You know what? It was great if you top it with a little mustard aquafaba. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Aquafaba, my new band name. Uh, and <laughs> certainly, I think I agree. That's one of those things where just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's oh, a good trick. I good remember party one, trick. I'm at, and I'm going to close this with this. I remember one episode, I think it was one of your, by the way, oh, your culin the culinary team at Rachel Ray, people should know. Yeah. Um, which is another, like every industry has been impacted so much, but people that are producing food for television shows have been, you know, decimated as, as much as restaurants because yeah. you know, they're not doing food prep on television shows right now. Um, your team just throws down like for talent. They provide breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many people running around back there. They're so talented. They get to be on air frequently. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so good. They really are so talented. Yeah. I always feel bad because it's like, oh, I'm not eating carbs, but like I have to eat it because it's so delicious. Everything comes out perfect. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that type of hospitality on a show. Um, but one dish that one of your chefs made, I think it was Grant a while okay. back where he made like, um, it's just an ice cream uh, sandwich cake in yes. a minute. And he just piles up 18 ice cream sandwiches, wraps it with Cool Whip around it and puts a candle on it. And it's a minute birthday cake. And Jasmine yeah. right now is so excited. We're gonna make that. Pretty sure we can do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, good. That was the one segment I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I yeah. could do that and wrap it all in aquafaba. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're awesome. Aww. Uh, we miss, I miss you greatly. And I hope that yeah. you're, uh, you're heading back to New York. Yeah, hopefully, probably within the next like week or so, two weeks, something like that, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Well, playing it by ear so yeah. far, probably. Yeah. Right now we're going to be working from home for a little bit. So, um, so I'll stay here. And then once we know we can start going back to the office or the studio, that's when I'll probably head home. Awesome. Well, safe travels. Uh, I'm here for where we are here for whatever you need. Awesome. Uh, we, love you, we love you very much. Stay oh, safe. Right back at you. Awesome. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention. Our sponsor is Thresher Sauce. Sponsor. Where you can use the code starving and the number 20 starving 20 for 20 percent off of all your sauces go get that richard blaze barbecue sauce uh, thank you so much for listening thanks to mikhail anthony who threw down the dope beats thanks to jasmine blaze rebecca solinger i'm richard blaze and until next week stay I love that though. Like that was a power. I feel like a couple generations ago, yeah. where they could just be like, "I'm changing the family name." Yeah, or just like drop an L or yeah. add a U. Like you could do anything, and then just write it down. The next time you wrote it down, it was yours. That was it. That was it. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot with um, you know, because my name is French Canadian, but it's uh -huh. you don't pronounce the S if you're speaking French correctly. So it's like oh. Richard Blay. You don't pronounce the D on Richard or the Fancy. S on Blay. Oh, and then when I'm like, no, it's, yeah, when it's like, no, it's Blaze, they're so offended. They're like, uh Yeah, but you're definitely, like, you're, you're Blaze. I, like, you're not Blay. That's not yeah. a <laughs> No, it does, yeah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at all.